everyone. Welcome to the Hearts to Mom podcast. I'm Lauren Rose, and today we're talking about chronic health issues at a cellular level. Our guest is Heather Creason. Heather is a cellular optimization specialist who helps people get to the root cause of unresolved health concerns, chronic illnesses, or mysterious conditions they're experiencing. Her goal is to help these individuals break free from the conventional medical model of chasing symptoms and get to the real issues that are keeping people sick and impeding their healing process. With nearly two decades of experience in the health and wellness industry, her passion is equipping people with practical, easy-to-implement strategies so they can approach their healing process with clarity and confidence. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so tell us about yourself. Like, What is your background and kind of what got you interested in, in helping people get to the root cause of their chronic health issues? Well, I've been um, in the massage and bodywork industry for over 16 years, and I've loved it. I've had a great time. But one of the frustrations in my industry, and, and maybe a lot of you have experienced this too, you go get a massage, um, and especially if people are in chronic pain, you're probably getting some of those regularly. And two hours later, you, you're you back to hurting. And I didn't like that result. So people were coming in, they'd get a massage, and then um, they weren't getting good results. And so I started asking why, and at a musculoskeletal level, it's like, okay, well, if your neck is hurting back here, maybe, um, maybe we need to work the front and loosen different things up. Or I just started that process of digging and asking questions and what needs to be strengthened, what needs to be stretched. And as I started digging and digging and learning more about the body, I realized how interconnected our bodies are and how every single system has to be working together in order for healing to occur. And that's where so much goes wrong with our modern uh, medical system. And, and like I said, even with massage and that type of stuff, we're looking for where people hurt and what's tight, but we're not looking for why that's happening. And so for 16 years, I've been on that journey of asking, well, why is this happening? And so if you have um, chronic muscle pain, muscle and joint pain, well, that ties into inflammation. What manages inflammation? That's our immune system. Um, our lymphatic system clears that stuff away. So you have to look at how all of that stuff works together. And that's what I get to do on a daily basis. And I love it. That's really cool. I the, Just the more I learn about the body, even though I don't fully understand it, the more I'm just fascinating, fascinated at how interconnected everything really is. So I think that's really good. So if people like come to you with a list of symptoms that they're experiencing, how do you even determine where to start? This is, this is something I love because in our, we have so many different symptoms and it can be really complex. I'm not a physician. I don't diagnose. I don't treat. I don't prescribe. What I get to do is look at what's going on. And the very first thing, if anybody's experiencing any number of symptoms or they have these diagnoses, I look at how the body's getting rid of waste and toxins that accumulate. Because if your cells are surrounded by waste and toxins, they're not going to be able to heal. And we, our world is toxic. I mean, we're dealing with pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and like glyphosate, that active ingredient in Roundup, that's in our air, our water, it's on all of our food, even organic stuff. And that can, our bodies just are under a very different toxic load these days. Um, a lot of pollution and all sorts of stuff going on, but I want to see how the body's getting rid of waste and toxins. So first thing I ask is if somebody's having regular bowel movements, are you having at least one to two bowel movements a day? Um, the next thing I, I start looking at is the liver function and the liver is really, really cool. It does so much stuff for us, 
um, one of the things it does is produce bile. And we always, um, we might pass over the significance of that because if we have a gallbladder issue, the gall gallbladder is where bile is stored. They just cut it out. They're like, oh, you can survive without it. And you can survive without it. But bile is a binder. And what that means, bile binds to the toxins that the liver processes and carries them into the colon to get them out of the body. So if we have um, sluggish bile, if our livers aren't functioning well, we're not binding those toxins and getting them out. So therefore they get stored in our tissues, specifically fatty tissues. It can be stored in the brain or um, any number of places. Um, sometimes it'll manifest in a skin condition if it stayed in the circulatory system. So it's very interesting how the body communicates those symptoms. The next system, and this is this is one that I adore. This is my favorite one to talk about is the lymphatic system. So in those drainage pathways, the lymphatic system is what clears waste and toxins away at the cellular level. So if, if the lymphatic system is congested, then we're not getting nutrients to those cells. We're not getting oxygen to those cells, but you need to have a healthy liver because your liver produces about 50% of your lymph. So this is how the body's drainage pathways work. And that's why we need all of them working together. You can't isolate the lymphatic system. You can't isolate your digestive tract that you've got to really look at how everything is connected and moving. That's one thing that I like about like functional, functional medicine or holistic practitioners that they're not specializing in one system. They're actually looking at the entire body and how it all relates. So I think what you're doing is really important. And what you're talking about is, is super critical. Um, how does the lymphatic system you were just talking about tie into chronic pain? Well, the lymphatic system is, let, let me back up. I'm going to connect some systems here. So okay. um, the vagus nerve is, is a really cool one. It regulates your body's response to stress uh, or it helps do that. And it also helps regulate the inflammatory response in your body. So the lymphatic system is what helps clear those fluids away. It helps clear inflammation out of your body. So if you have a congested lymphatic system, you have your lymph vessels and capillaries that can actually put pressure on the vagus nerve where they touch, and that can start dysregulating function. So um, that could look like chronic pain. It could look like chronic disease. It can, um, it can also reduce the flow of things. So reducing blood flow. And if you're not getting good blood flow, that's also gonna create chronic pain because you're not getting oxygen into those tissues. So that just is a host of things that contribute to this inflammatory response. If vagus nerve has pressure on it, it's becoming dysregulated. And so the lymphatic system, as you clear that congestion away, the nerves can start to function better. And therefore you get more oxygen, you get more oxygen to your nerves because you have better blood flow. And then that chronic pain, um, if it's coming from a lymphatic nature, can start to alleviate. There are other things that cause chronic pain that are deeper root cause issues. But if you want to get any of those resolved, you have to get lymph moving. That's so interesting. I didn't know that that those that the lymphatic system was related to, you know, chronic pain at, at all. But I mean, it makes sense if you're your cells aren't getting oxygen and nutrients, what's going to happen? Your body's not going to be happy and it's going to cause probably, I guess, a whole host of symptoms. Mm -hmm. And it looks, the symptoms look different for everybody. There's, um, 
sure, chronic pain, chronic disease, but there are so many brain fog, exhaustion, mm-hmm. fatigue, all these different things. Um, but it could be coming from a very similar root cause. And part of it will always be lymphatic flow. So um, it, it's been really interesting to be able to teach people how to do that and um, watch them adopt it into part of their daily practices and see how it helps them. Do you see a lot of success, I guess, when you teach people how to do this, that some of their symptoms resolve? Oh, yeah. Um, A very interesting one. So this is just a a quick example. When COVID came out, that very first round, um, it had a nature of uh, very achy muscles and joints and a lot of headaches and that brain fog. And as I started working on people, and this is before long COVID became a thing, any of that, um, I just started working the lymph nodes and a, a majority of those are around your joints and people's pain were, it was getting better in one to two sessions. And I was blown away because in massage, you're not typically going to get that quick of a result um, if you're working muscles. But when you work lymph, you can get a really quick response because you get fluid flowing. So some people are, they have a lot of joint pain. One of the things you can take a look at are the lymph nodes around those joints, because maybe that's part of the issue. That's really, that's really interesting. And what are some other root causes that like can contribute to chronic inflammation, AKA, you know, chronic pain and and chronic disease? Some people might think I'm putting on a tinfoil hat here, but, um, Mold poisoning, mold poisoning is huge. Um, There's so much water damage that happens or um, we get uh, our water filters. Like if you have a reverse osmosis filter or just the the fridge filters, those grow mold really quickly. And some people are extremely sensitive. Uh, They could have a mold allergy or just um, a weakened immune system and mold will further go in and weaken your immune system and allow a lot of these other things to take place because you don't have a strong immune system to fight it off. So I have found underlying mold issues to be huge. It, it's amazing how, how many people have been exposed to mold and didn't realize it or um, it was in their past and they thought nothing about it. Mm. Yeah, I know I have a mold and mildew allergy. I don't know what it does to me, but I had an allergy test like a long time ago when I was a kid. And so I've definitely got some kind of allergy. So that's probably, oh, yeah, that's all. yeah all a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. And they get really frustrated because they're going to all these doctors and they have all these different symptoms. And if you follow the Western medical route, you're going to all these different specialists who never connect these symptoms. And, and most physicians would not even acknowledge mold or use the appropriate treatments. Um, so that's been a huge underlying cause that I've seen in people um, in their chronic symptoms, not resolving um, another one. So like I had mentioned earlier, glyphosate, that active ingredient in Roundup, one of the things it does a whole bunch of things, but it weakens our gut lining and it aggravates it. And so have you ever heard of leaky gut or that type of stuff? Yeah. Um, so glyphosate messes with the gap jun- junctions and the tight junctions. And those are the things that keep stuff where it's supposed to be and let other things through essentially in a very simplified way. And glyphosate weakens that. And so stuff starts getting into our bloodstream that should never have been there in the first place. And that can lead to a lot of chronic conditions. So for instance, if somebody has a diet that is high in lectins, um, Lectins, that includes your nightshade. So you'd have uh, white potatoes, you'd uh, peppers like your bell peppers, jalapeno peppers, 
that would be your beans, legumes, um, even some dairy products. A lot of dairy products in the U.S. have lectins in them. Tons of stuff like that. Um, if, if you have that propensity and glyphosate has done damage, then you become more prone to lectin sensitivity because those things are very tough on the gut lining. That can cause a lot of chronic pain. So just looking at stuff like that and looking at the entire picture of a person, what are their exposures, what's going on in their life, what type of stress are they under? Um, I take all of those things into account when I'm working with people. That's really interesting. So like these things that you do with the vagus nerve and the lymphatic system, are these things that people can do like at home by themselves or do they have to go to somebody to get it done? Um, I love teaching stuff that people can do on their own. So the lymphatic system, you can go get wonderful lymphatic drainage massages from professionals. They are fantastic. You'll get great results when you're in the hands of somebody who's very capable at it. It's a fantastic modality, but um, it gets expensive. It's time consuming. And so I love giving people the skill set to to be able to have it and do it on a daily basis. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time. There are some resets that I teach that um, you can do them in the shower and all sorts of different things. Vagus nerve, a huge one is just resetting your posture. So lift your sternum up, align your head over your shoulders. Um, our lymph drains right behind the collarbones um, into the subclavian vein. That's what takes it back to the heart and gets it into our circulatory system. And even something as simple as sitting up straight and keeping our head in, in alignment, because we're so used to popping our heads forward, um, that can open up that area and start taking pressure off of it so we drain properly. And the vagus nerve also comes from like this behind the angle of your jaw and it comes down behind the collarbone. So if you get lymph flowing because you improve your posture, then you're going to start taking that pressure off your vagus nerve mm -hmm. and things start to work better. And if you... Um, lift your sternum, you're also able to start breathing deeper. So your diaphragm is able to descend properly upon inhale. When your diaphragm descends, you're going to be pumping lymph through the abdomen and you get that massage on your organs. The vagus nerve also runs through your diaphragm. So as your diaphragm moves up and down, it's giving your, your vagus nerve a massage. And um, that is, is helping to regulate your stress response, get you out of fight or flight and into a healing state. Because we we need to be in that healing state in order to heal. We can't um, every single day be trying not to die or um, not not literally die, but we're in yeah. survival mode. We can't go day to day like that and and heal at the same time. So we have to encourage our body into that healing state. And and everybody has different things they're coming from. Some might be um, emotional trauma and that type of stuff. And and I don't deal with that. That's not my um, this, that's not within my scope of practice, but if I can help somebody regulate their nervous system in order to give them margin to be able to do deeper healing work, that's what I love doing and reduce physiological stress. So just giving people really quick and simple tools they can implement um, to really start changing stuff at that cellular level. So you've given us, I mean, some really easy and practical, you know, things that we can do. Are there other steps we can take right now, like to improve our health at a cellular level that you can think of? Well, one thing you can do, just um, massage right over your collarbones. 
just over top of them, go in circles. You can even tap them. And then you go behind that angle of your jaw and you rub. And you can tap that too. And then go under your chin, just move it back and forth. Rub that along your jawline and then come down your neck a little bit. And that's a huge thing um, that will get lymph moving just in your head. Um, some people might even feel a little bit of relief just from that. Um, your vagus nerve exits the skull kind of behind that angle of the jaw. And you also have a large lymph node in that area. So if lymph is congested, it's disrupting that vagus nerve function. So you get that moving. Um, tongue position is a huge one. If you put on a, a big cheesy smile and lift your eyebrows and then clench your teeth and swallow, that's where your tongue is supposed to be. And if you get your tongue position right, um, that changes everything. That's really kind of funny. Yeah, once once you feel it, uh, you can practice that. It stoplights. People might think you look weird, but um, <laughs> that's when I do it. Because I'm like, okay, I don't have a whole lot of time in my day. Sometimes I don't have the energy for it. But yeah, make a big cheesy grin, lift your eyebrows, clench your teeth a little bit, and then swallow. And that starts retraining your tongue to be at the roof of your mouth. That's going to activate your vagus nerve. So the roof of your mouth, that soft palate is um, the one place where the vagus nerve will innervate a muscle, means just connect to a muscle. And that is going to help with your body stress response. So even just simple, something as simple as swallowing properly and keeping your tongue properly positioned. Once, once you learn how to do it, like it takes a little bit of effort to train it and to remind yourself to do it, but you'll have tools that you can use to consistently access that healing state. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time sitting up straight, keeping your head aligned. All these things are simple. And, and I know when people are in chronic pain, they can get that too much stuff can get overwhelming. And so if you have stuff you can integrate really quickly in just a few seconds, and, um, it really helps people get on a healing track because at least they're doing something positive for themselves. Yeah. And those are all, everything that you mentioned are things that we can do, even if we're like having a really bad flare day and just laying in, laying in bed. I mean, I, I don't think you've said anything that I couldn't do lying in my bed. No. Um, and even the tongue exercises, sticking your tongue out as far as you can, bending it back over itself, pushing it into each cheek. That stuff, if, if you're having a bad day, you can still do that. Um, and neurologically, it it could help improve quite a few things. Um just how you move and, and it might help some, it might help make your day better. It might help take some of that chronic pain away. Interesting. Let's talk about like detoxes and cleanses. I mean, do they, do they work? And if not, like, what can we do differently to get those kinds of results? I, I love this topic because I think so many people, we, we encounter a health problem and we're like the first thing we said, well, maybe I need to do a detox. And so um, we start juicing our, our green drinks and we, we do our beet smoothies and we find this 21 day diet and, and we try all those things. And then they give us like a soy or a pea based protein in these things. And it works horribly for us. Um, it might work well for some people, for me, I can't do pea or soy based proteins. And I've tried it because that's, that's what you're supposed to do. And I really like to look at detox as 
a process and a lifestyle, not some event. And I think that's why people get discouraged. We, we've been experiencing health problems for a long time. And then we're like, oh, this detox said it will take away all my chronic symptoms in 21 days. And like, we know that's not realistic, but we still hope it is. And um, some of those detoxes can be very good and they will mobilize toxins in your body. Um, maybe heavy metals that are stored in your tissues. But if our body's not in a place to drain them and get them out, if, if we're not having regular bowel movements, that detox is going to backfire and make us feel worse. So all those, uh, I remember I did the master cleanse. Have you ever heard of that? I, I'm not sure. I think I have. It's master cleanse is a good one. It's a lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup and water. And you mix those and it is going to fix all of your symptoms. Um, and I say that jokingly. So that was one of the first detoxes I ever tried. I remember at one point I was, I, I was hungry and stuff and I'm drinking maple syrup straight from the bottle. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is insane. Um, and, and I got really sick from that one, but everybody celebrates those detox symptoms. You get headaches, you feel achy, you get a flu like mm -hmm. feeling, uh, exhaustion, um, irritability, all of these things are like, Oh, that means your detox is working because you feel these things, they'll go away. And, um, really it, it mobilized too much stuff that my body wasn't in a position to process and made everything worse. Um, I had horrible skin flares and it took a long time to clear it up. But if you start looking at detox, um, as a lifestyle, so reducing the amount of toxins overall that are coming into our body in the first place, and then facilitating the, the removal of those toxins by increasing and enhancing your um, the function of your drainage pathways, that's going to help you have a much easier detox with not such harsh and exhausting reactions. Because if we're running on just a little bit of energy because of chronic pain or whatever chronic health concerns we're experiencing, that crash can be really huge for us. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, might be, it might work for some people, but it can take other people out for days or weeks. And we don't always have that margin in our lives to do it. So that's why I love um, looking at how everything's working together in the body and doing it very gently. Like this doesn't have to be some seven day or 21 day thing. This is just a gradual process of changing what's coming into our bodies and what's going out of our bodies. And I think that makes sense. And I don't know that I've heard of a lot of people who have had successful cleanses, you know, a lot of people do it to lose weight or to feel better or to try to get off sugar. And I think it, a lot of times it gets maybe people off of sugar for a while, but they, they do go through that detox phase where they just feel terrible. And, and you're right. It's like, oh, it's working. It's working. But is your body supposed to feel that terrible? Exactly. Um, and typically if it's feeling that terrible, it's, because something lower down the line isn't moving well, or you can feel really terrible just because you're trying to withdraw from sugar and caffeine and all these things that we have been craving. And that's, that's a terrible withdrawal symptom, but um, yeah, that's a shame that, that so many detoxes focus on weight loss. Cause that's really not the point. And one of the reasons, one of the reasons that there can be stubborn weight gain and that it's it's tough to lose is because of toxins that are stored in our bodies. Our bodies are smart. They're very intelligent and they always do stuff for a reason. So um, holding on to weight can be a symptom. And it's like, I don't know how to process all these toxins. So I'm going to store it in adipose tissue. And then you do a detox and start mobilizing that and your body's not in a place to handle it. So um, 
I mean, I've fallen for that trap, but it does not work. So then if these, you know, fads, whether they're detox fads or, or something else, um, are just detrimental to our bodies, but so popular, like, how do we know what health advice is, is good and what's just, you know, complete garbage? Like, how do we navigate the pitfalls of the popular health advice? You know, I think one of the biggest things is reading the food labels. Um, even if you just look at, um, like I said, certain proteins, um, if you have a soy protein isolate in a detox product, that is so processed, it's not going to do good things for you. And it will increase the toxic burden that your body has to process. They, they make soy protein or soy protein isolate by adding hexane to, to get it into a state that we can eat. And, um, it's, it's just not good for our systems. And so, uh, we might take vitamins and you see on the label, uh, maltodextrin, that's a filler and it's, it's not, um, something that's going to support our body in healing. Um, anybody who's promising a quick fix, it's not, this is a lifestyle. Just, I know the quick fix marketing and all of that stuff is very attractive and we're like, Oh, good. This might finally be our answer, but just ignore it. It's not going to be a good answer. They might have good components to it, but um, another thing, people will go, go get those detoxes from a store, uh, maybe a health food store, or it could be a heavy metal detox because that's a very real thing people try to detox from, but you can get really sick. You can um, irritate your gut lining. Like if you try to detox from mercury, I know that's a popular one. Um, like they have a cilantro cleanse for that. And but if you try to do that too soon and your body's not prepared for it, you're really going to hurt yourself and, and create more chronic symptoms. So don't fall, don't fall for any of that stuff. And one supplement is not going to fix everything. Um, it, it's really a strategic approach to supplementation and, and nourishing your body, but getting stuff out. So if you had like one piece of advice you'd give to somebody with chronic pain or, or health issues, what do you think that would be? it would really be to get lymph moving. Okay. I know that I say it's the third one up on the drainage pathways, but even, even if people are experiencing constipation, if they're experiencing sluggishness in other areas, when you get lymph flowing, everything else is going to start flowing too. Um, I've had really good results with people just getting that moving because like I was talking about earlier, if the lymph is pressing on your nerves, that's going to dysregulate their function. And so if you can take some of that pressure off a nerve, specifically the vagus nerve, that's going to help with your digestion. Um, cause that nerve goes all throughout the digestive tract. It connects to your heart, your lungs, your liver. So if you, if you just start getting lymph moving, um, some people will, uh, recommend exercise. Other people will talk about rebounding or dry brushing. Um, I have a very specific way that I teach it just because, um, I work in the order that lymph drains. So obviously I'm going to be working close to the collarbones when I first start and, and then working my way out to the extremities versus, um, a lot of people will teach dry brushing from the extremities inward. I teach it a little differently, but as long as you're as long as you're getting lymph moving, that can make a really profound difference in chronic pain. Well, that's awesome and really informative and, and, and interesting. So where can we get more information about you and what you do? My website is defyyourlimits.com. And if you go to my resources page, that's in the menu. Um, I've got everything right there. I've got some freebies. 
they'll include lymphatic drainage tutorials and just some different tips and tricks that I've learned over the years and, and really teach people about the framework for healing because we can't just work the lymph. We can't just work on detox. Like there has to be a very comprehensive approach. Um, and you can use that to evaluate other practitioners you're working with too. Like, okay, are they hitting all these areas? If people aren't doing nervous system work with you and teaching you how to regulate that stress response, your healing process is going to be slowed and you're not going to be able to heal as well. Um, our food is very important. Our lymph and drainage is important. So I look at how all these things work together and I try to explain it in an easy way. It's a little long-winded on some of this stuff, but I I want people to be educated so that they stop um, getting frustrated and quitting all these things because um, it, it's really at looking how everything works together. And so that's what I teach in some of my freebies that I've got on there. So yeah, defyyourlimits.com. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I've had a blast. Yeah, it's been really informative and scientific, but without being too overwhelming. So good job. Thank you. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any health, parenting, or life advice. For my freebie, 30 Ways to Relieve Pain Without Taking a Pill, go to ithurtstomom.com slash tips. If you have any comments, suggestions, or want to be on this podcast, email me at ithurtstomom at gmail.com. Have a blessed and pain-free day.